today on It's Time. The truth is, if you understand what grace is, you would say, God, I know I don't deserve anything from you. I'm a rascal, I'm a bum, I'm a cheat, a sneak, and a snake, but you're good. Wrap your righteousness around. Then that way we don't go around like this to everybody. Look how good I am. Look how bad you are. Look how good I am. Look how bad you are. Hello and welcome to It's Time, the daily teaching ministry of Pastor Mike Kessler, the pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, Pastor Mike is teaching on the book of 2 Peter. The study on 2 Peter is part two of the Peter series, and if you'd like to catch up on the series, 1 Peter is available for free download through the iTunes podcast store, or you can purchase it from CSN at 800-357-4226. With 2 Peter, here's Pastor Mike. Remember what's really important. 25 years from now, 50 years from now, are the things that you're upset over, the things that are hurting you, will they be important then? And so since you realize that all these things will be dissolved one day, and by the way, friends, I I just want to explain to you this. Even back in Peter's day, they were looking for the Lord's return. I think it's very, very important because a lot of times people say, well, the Lord can't come back until, let me tell you, they were looking for Jesus' return then. And that, that I think is something that we all need to be looking for every day. He says, nevertheless, we, verse 13, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Isn't that great? I think we've all been a victim of unrighteousness. You know, many... Many of us, you're still living under the tyranny of somebody else's unrighteousness. Here he tells us here. He says, we look forward according to his promises. Friends, not according to our promises, according to God's promises in us. Those promises that God made, he's promised you a new heaven and a new earth in which it's going to be perfect. Isn't that great? No hidden dark agendas. No sleight of hand, no con men, no, nothing like that. It's all going to be what it is. I like that. There's probably not a person listening today that in one way or another have been a victim of unrighteousness. Somebody's lied to you. Maybe, maybe, it, was a, maybe it was a boss or maybe it was a spouse or maybe whatever. We've all been victims, friends, and we've all victimized. We're all guilty as much as things have happened to us. But in the new heaven, you know, the minute that we go into eternity, friends, you're going to get a new body. Isn't that neat to know? A body that doesn't have the weirdnesses that this one does. Now, not only will you be really good looking, but you're not going to have the crazy things that we think about. Have you ever ever just took a journey inside your mind and, and just came to the conclusion how bizarre we really are as people? You know, I think a lot of these movies that people go and see, like the psycho movies, you know, I think that what somebody did is like plug a video camera in the back port of their head and put it on the screen. And I look at that and I go, wow, because you've got to be thinking in some pretty abstract terms to come up with Friday the 13th. Or some of these other things that are so bizarre. Do you realize in heaven it's not going to be that way? It's a promise that God has for you and me someday When we all go to be with him. So therefore, verse 14. And whenever you see therefore, find out why it's therefore. I know that's corny. I say it a lot, but it's true. 
Therefore means, so the summary of the matter, or the conclusion of the thought, or another way to look at it, however you need. He says, therefore, beloved, I love that. Therefore, beloved, remember, you're beloved by God. If you're not a Christian here today, i got some great news for you. God wants you to be his beloved. Isn't that neat? God wants you to be his beloved. And, and, and when you think about that for a minute, that you're not a stranger, you're not outside the family of God, you don't have to be, but God wants you to call you his beloved. And he says, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blemish. Spot and blameless. Let, let me just say about spot and blameless. I, I have found sloppy eating habits create spots. I was thinking today as I was putting this shirt on. We're having a agape feast. There's nothing that shows spots any quicker than a white or a yellow shirt. So you'll know what kind of a sloppy eater I meant at the end of the day. But... Um, Spots. Those are things that, really, friends, I want to tell you something. Only God can get the spots out. And friends, there's spots in all of us. You know, the other thing it says is blameless. And you know something? God is what makes us blameless. You're never going to find blamelessness in yourself. It comes from God. And the Bible says, a smoking flax he will not quench, a bruised reed he will not break. And you say, Mike, what's that mean? Simply this. If there's any spark at all in your life, the Bible says, God says, he will not quench that. He won't snuff that out. If there's any burning ember, he'll go, like you do on a campfire. And try to get it to go back into a flame again. A bruised reed. Now, some of you, you have these house plants. No, they're not children. They're these house plants. And they have these things, and like a fern. And somebody walks by and pushes against it, and, and it breaks. And so the reed goes up, and then it kind of goes back down. It says, a, a bruised reed he won't break. What that means, he'll splint it so that it can grow straight again. In other words, because it's bent, it doesn't mean or broken, he's not going to snip it off. But he'll do what he can do to repair it and rebuild it. So he says, without spot and blameless, this again is the target, this is what we need to aim for, an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Isn't that great to know? The long-suffering of God is salvation. (laughs) That's good. I like that. That God puts up with all us folk. And friends, we need to be put up with. You see how important it is to have long-suffering in your life. With the people that are close to you, the people that are around you. We all understand how good it... You know, we all... Isn't it funny? We always want people to be merciful to us, but sometimes we cannot be so merciful to other people. And I've found this in my own life. I... Have a cell phone. And I've seen people drive with people with cell phones. And you're yelling at them. Do you know they they don't hear you yell? Now I wish I had their number. I wonder how people would drive if they made everybody put their cell number on the back of their car. 
Now that's something to think about. Right in the middle of them drifting down the road because they got on the phone, you could call them up and say, hey, you're drifting into the other lane. You think about it. But I've noticed when I'm on the phone and I'm drifting all over the road, that's okay. You ever notice that? You ever notice how wrong it is for other people to get angry? But when you get angry, it's okay. Because I know it's right. They're wrong. You ever notice how you can be so critical of other people's children? How can they let their kids do that? And your kids do it. Oh, I guess that's all right. They're just cranky. Throwing food in the restaurant. That's okay. It's always fun. Have you ever noticed that when you go into a restaurant and, and, you, and you walk by a table and there is debris on the floor four foot out in a circle of crackers and all kinds of stuff. And I actually said, whoa, you had some kids in here. And she goes, oh yeah, we did. They can tell. How could those little monsters be? But my kids are okay. See, we understand that oftentimes this mercy thing. Friends, God's love is what attracts people into the kingdom. It's when we come to the realization that we're all sinners saved by grace. There's none righteous, no, not one. And because now I've accepted Christ as Savior, now I'm a child of His. I am His beloved. Be His beloved. Let that drip out of you, His beloved. And you know what beloved people do? They love. And friends, if there's anything, if you've ever seen anybody that has drifted away from the side of God, the thing that brings them back to Jesus again, let me tell you something, is not green carpet or perfect clothes. It's their ability to love and to forgive. And if you don't ever remember anything else out of Christianity today, for the rest of your life, remember this. As Jesus taught the disciples in the prayer, He said that we would forgive as we have been forgiven. That we would love as we have been loved. And it's not just a one in a lifetime thing, because in that same prayer, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, which tells me it's a daily ongoing experience to forgive and be forgiven. Otherwise, those things will burn you up and they'll eat you up and we'll build walls so we can't even talk to each other anymore. So he says, and account that for long suffering of our Lord is salvation as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. As also in the epistles, speaking of them in these things, which are some things hard to understand, which those who are untaught and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the rest of the Scripture. He's saying it's unfortunate that when you're not led by the Spirit of God, you can really twist things. In some pretty bad ways. You can misinterpret who you are. You can misinterpret who people around you are. And worst of all, you can misinterpret who God is in His Word. He says, again, in predicating this, therefore, as we find back in verse 14, beloved. Remember that. He says, you therefore, this is the last therefore, Beloved, since you... And I love that. Every time he says, therefore, he always says, beloved. Do you get the point here? You're loved by God. 
He says, therefore, beloved, since you know these things beforehand. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Beforehand. That implies that we are capable of forgetting. Have you noticed that in your life? You can forget. We talked last week about the dangers of what happened when you forget. When I forget that God's going to provide all my needs according to His riches and glory, I can find myself tempted to steal. If I forget that God has made a promise that He will withhold no good thing from me, if I forget that, I can become covetousness, can reign in my heart. If I forget that God is God, I can put other gods in front of the true God and I'll be misled. If I forget to love my fellow man, I'll find myself loving things rather than them and and ultimately God. So he says, therefore, beloved, since you know these things beforehand... Beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Now what does the wicked basically say? Live for yourself, it's all about me, and friends, there's not a Christian listening today that probably this week in one way or another, we haven't decided to live for ourselves, and we get angry with God, and I'm going to do it my way, God. And then God and His Holy Spirit sends and says, hey listen, I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to help you. And I'm going to restore you. And I'm going to bless you. And don't be like the wicked that don't have a heavenly father that aren't beloved. Because you're different. You are loved by me. But grow, verse 18, in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But grow in the grace. So this is a command. So he paints a target on the wall. And going back to that target, he tells us that we need to... Remind ourselves what manner of people we need to be. And then we find the commission from Paul or from Peter saying, but grow in the grace. Now, what is grace? God giving you what you don't deserve. That's what grace is. Mercy is not getting what you, you deserve. But grace is God being good to you even though we don't deserve it. So grow in that. Do you understand that you... See, a lot of people, this is what happens with with religion and Christianity sometimes. People think, I'm a king's kid, I deserve it all. You know what? The truth is, if you understand what grace is, you would say, God, I know I don't deserve anything from you. I'm a rascal, I'm a bum, I'm a cheat, a sneak and a snake. But you're good. Wrap your righteousness around me. You see? Then that way we don't go around like this to everybody. Look how good I am. Look how bad you are. Look how good I am. Look how bad you are. You ever been around people like that? Dangerous stuff. So he says, grow in the grace, that grace that comes from God. That grace saying, Lord, I know I don't deserve it, but thanks for being good to me. And the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What is that? Friends, that's looking at who Jesus is. And mimicking his lifestyle. And all of a sudden we remember as we compare ourselves to Christ. We see how far we've fallen and how much we need him every day. You might be able to say I am so much better than the person that lives next door to me. But that's not the standard. The person that lives next door to you is not the person that we compare ourselves to. It's how we stack up to Jesus. And you know what friends when I stack myself against Jesus I fail. 
Well, I'll tell you, how many? We would say, I wouldn't do that. Oh, really? Lay you First of all, just to keep most of you up all night would cause a problem. They kept Jesus up all night. They blindfolded him. They beat him in the face. They pulled his beard out. And then they whipped him with a coat of nine tails. We don't know how many times. People say 39 times. But that was the Jewish way of beating people. But Jesus wasn't beaten by the Jews. He was beaten by the Romans. So we don't know how many times Jesus was really beaten. And then put a railroad tie on his back. You go over here to some of these these, uh, landscaping places that sell railroad ties. You go... And, and, and with your back open and bleeding, then strap one of those to your back. And then walk about a mile. And see how friendly you are towards people. I'm having a bad day, real bad. <laughs> and then they drive spikes through your hands. And Jesus said, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing. Let me read this again. And the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wow. See, I need to be more like Jesus and a whole lot less like me. And friends, if I don't remind myself of that every day, I can find I can be the most vile person in the world. So he says, to him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. You see, it isn't anything we've done. It's what God's done in us that makes us what we are. Friends, always keep your eyes on Jesus. No matter what happens, no matter where anything goes, whatever, whatever, you just keep your eyes on Jesus. Because that's all that really matters. Friends, the Bible says we love one another, we forgive one another, we go on. And all I can invite you to do is do that as well. If you're looking for perfection on this earth, you're not going to find it. Not in your spouse, not in the clergy, not in uh, anything. But Mike, you don't understand. I got a hundred thousand mile warranty. Yep. They never break in that hundred thousand miles, you know that. A hundred and one thousand miles is when they break. And they look at you and say, Oh, went out of warranty a thousand miles ago. I'm sorry, that'll be five thousand dollars for a new motor. If you're looking for perfection, this side of heaven, friends. You're not going to find it except in Christ. And what Jesus has told us to do is love one another. And you say, but Mike, people are weird. And I go, I know. I'm the weirdest. We all are. And I would invite you to consider this morning, more than anything else, God's blessing in your life. You're His beloved. This morning, if you're not a Christian, we're going to pray right now. And you can ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive your sins. And then you're invited to have communion with us this morning. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And so as we hold the cup and as we look at the bread, we realize that Jesus died for me and his body was beaten so I could be healed. It's interesting. Paul says in chapter 11 of Corinthians, he says, not really discerning what you are holding in your hand. He says, for this reason, many are sick and dead among you. Not really realizing that 
there was a provision for your heart to be healed. There was a provision for you to be reminded that you're worth something to God. You might feel like you're not worth much of anything to anyone this morning, but I want you to know, to God, you're very, very valuable. And God's purpose for your life is not limited to what you think, but it's what God says He's going to do in all of our lives, both individually and together. And so I'd invite you this morning, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, we're going to pray. And you repeat this and mean it, and and we'll just see what God does, okay? Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I recognize I need you in my life. I've lived without you. I've followed life my way. And so I ask you now, God, to forgive me of my sins. The ones past, the ones present, and the ones future. I just ask you that you would clothe me with your righteousness, so you'd wrap your holiness around me. I believe you died on the cross for me. And your blood covered my sins. And so now, from this time forward, I commit my life into your hands to make me the best I can be for you. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me eternal life in Jesus' name. That's Pastor Mike Kessler with It's Time. I'd like to take this moment to invite you to get your free copy of It's Time to Grow, the new believers booklet written by Pastor Mike. It's Time to Grow answers many of the questions new believers have in a clear and concise manner, followed by the scripture references for each statement made. It's Time to Grow can be yours simply by dialing 800-357-4226. That's 1-800-357-4226. Or you can order it online for free at csnradio.com. Don't forget, if you'd like a copy of today's program, you can call our toll-free line I mentioned before, and that's 1-800-357-4226. Also, the daily free podcast is available through iTunes by searching for It's Time in the iTunes Store. On behalf of Pastor Mike and all of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for It's Time. It's time.